welcome to a Writer's Life Podcast with your host, Dana Wayne. If you've ever wondered how a writer's brain works, this is the podcast for you. Now, sit back and relax as she shares the successes and challenges of her journey from writer wannabe to award-winning romance author. Now, here's your host, Dana Wayne. Two questions I get asked all the time are, how do you develop a character and where do you get your story ideas? So today we're going to talk a little bit about both of those. Character development is a critical component of any story. Without solid, well-defined characters, it's pretty much guaranteed your story is going to fall flat. Your readers must like the good guy and dislike the bad guy and have a solid reason for doing that. My husband gets a kick out of me talking about my characters like they're real people, but the fact is, they are real to me. I can close my eyes and see every detail about them, like looking at a photograph. When I'm writing their story, sometimes my fingers work faster than my brain, and I write something that makes me go, hmm, wait, no, uh, they wouldn't do that. It's way out of character for them. You need to have that in-depth knowledge to make them real on the page and to your reader. Something I found very helpful in character development, and the one thing I do put down on paper, is character sketches. Who are they? What do they look like? Key points of their backstory. I keep those notes handy because it's easy to forget little things like eye color and hair color, especially if you have several books under your belt. You know, for me, it's easy to forget or I get confused on specifics. Plus, I talked in a previous episode about characters who suddenly appear out of nowhere. You need to keep track of those, too, and sketches are an excellent way to do it because they are generally secondary characters who affect the story but don't require the in-depth knowledge that the main characters do. That's not to say they can't be a main character because they can, but typically they aren't. Anyway, as the story progresses, you can update your sketch as you go along, especially if something crucial happens that fundamentally changes that character's path. And if you get stuck on a direction or aren't sure about some trait or other for your character, interview them. Sounds crazy, I know, but you'd be surprised what you'll find out if you sit down and ask your characters questions. Well, well, what kind of questions? What's your greatest fear is a good one. For Max, in Chasing Hope, it was being alone of never having a real home or family. For Emma, in Mail Order Groom, it was losing her independence. Another good question is, what's your favorite childhood memory? We're all a product of things that happened in our lives, and your imaginary friends are no different. When I asked Max that question, his answer surprised me because it wasn't a favorite memory at all, but a profoundly hurtful one that formed the basis for his greatest fear. When he was eight, his mother dropped him off at school one day and never came back. That's how he ended up in foster care. Character interviews can happen at any point in the story, and you can and should do it more than once because things happen to change the direction your character is going. When I begin a new book, I typically only know the two main characters. 
I do a quick sketch so I know names, appearance, age, that sort of thing. As I go along, I flesh out that sketch with things I discover along the way, usually through a character interview. Basic questions would be things like, what's his background? Where was he born? Who was his best friend? Did he have a pet? Does he even like pets? What does he or she dislike? What makes them laugh, sad, cry? Then ask stuff like, does he like himself? Is he lying himself to, or to himself or someone else about something? What's the worst thing he ever did to someone and why? Did he regret it, enjoy it? Why will the reader be sympathetic to him right away? Maybe you have a character who refuses to answer your questions or gives you some non-committal answers. Then just throw him on the page and have a freestyle conversation with him. What's wrong with you today? What are you hiding from me? You told Sky you couldn't see her anymore. Why? Because I have a very vivid and active imagination, character interviews are not necessarily easy, but not so difficult either. It's a great tool and one that can significantly enhance your writing. I believe there are two things every writer should use all the time. Character interviews and the what if and why questions. Used properly and often, they will enhance your writing and help you reach that ultimate goal. The words, the end. The other question I get asked a lot is, where do I get my ideas? The fact is, ideas can come from any place. Something I saw, something someone said, the list is endless. And because of the way my brain works, all I need is an idea that appeals to me and honey, I'm off to the races. For Mail Order Groom, it happened at a writer's meeting. Several of us were sitting around a table talking during a break and this lady mentioned she had a new Mail Order Bride story coming out. One of the male writers in the group goes, well, why is it always a mail-order bride? Why not a mail-order groom? Well, immediately my writer's brain locked onto that question like a radar-guided missile. Why indeed? So I opened up my iPad, did a quick Amazon search for books about mail-order grooms and found very few, and bingo, I knew what my next book would be. To be honest, I can't tell you what happened during the rest of that meeting because my brain fixated on sifting through all these various scenarios to come up with one that I liked. Since I don't write your typical romance, that's always a challenge. Romance novels in general all have one thing in common. In the end, there will always be a happily ever after. But for me, it's that journey to that end that makes people pick up the book. And that's what I thrive on, that journey to happily ever after. In the male order bride genre, the man needs a helper, companion, wife, mother for his children. Advertisers get someone from back east, usually a young, unaccompanied, a young woman unaccustomed to hardship and so forth. But a woman needing a husband is totally different. Granted, some of the same issues can still exist, like a widow with children and no one to help and so forth, but I didn't want anything usual. And that's when the list of what ifs and why began. And this step holds true for all my books. I get the idea, I noodle on it a bit, 
what if different scenarios until I come up with a, a basic plot and then here I go. My thought processes for Groom started with what if she wasn't some sheltered 19 year old from back east? What if she was older, say 25 or so, and grew up on a large ranch? Hmm, okay, that works. But why does she want a husband? If she grew up on the ranch, then she doesn't necessarily need a man to help her run it. But what if she doesn't want a husband? What if she has to have one? Ah, now there's a twist. But why? The typical someone wants a ranch and she has no one to stop them from taking it is too stock. There needs to be something else that would make her desperate enough to advertise for a husband. Hmm, but... What if she not only doesn't want a husband, but has no intention of ever getting married? Hmm, okay. If she doesn't want a husband, why is she even advertising for one? Well, maybe she didn't. Maybe someone else did it for her. Ooh, I like that. So, who did it? Why? By the time I got home from that meeting, I had the basics for mail-order groom in my head because that's how I roll. Everything in my head. I can't put it on paper till I'm writing the story. I can't even use a recorder or paper and pen. If I try to capture those thoughts before I'm writing the story, I lose the thread. I have been known to email myself notes on occasion if we were out and about and something occurs to me that I don't want to lose, but those occasions are rare. Everything is in my head. When I sit down and start typing, though, there it is. And that's what happened with Groom. I got home from the meeting about 9 o'clock that night, told my husband I had to hit the cave for a while. That's what he calls my office. And I wrote until 1 o'clock in the morning. Every word of that story flowed like a river. It's the only book I've written that I didn't end up going through writer's block at some point. While it typically takes me about a year to complete a book, I finished that one in less than nine months. So, what's this fabulous story I came up with? An only child, raised by her father, Emma Marshall is 25, never married, and has no desire to do so. Her father, Rafe Marshall, thinks he's dying and worries about her being left alone and pushes her to get married. When she refuses to have anything to do with the locals, Rafe secretly advertises for a groom for her. When that plan backfires, he gives her 30 days to find her a husband or lose her precious ranch when he dies. It's the story of two strangers thrown together by chance whose marriage of convenience is just the beginning of their story. And Emma was a delightful character to write. Despite being raised on a ranch, she readily agrees to being naive about what she calls the man-woman thing. Watching her traverse that rocky road to happily ever after will make you smile, maybe even shed a tear, and ultimately celebrate her happiness. I have to tell you a message I got from a fan the other day. She reached a point in the story that to her was pretty sad and was all upset over the situation. She wanted me to reassure her that the story would have a happy ending before she went any further. And that is when I knew I did, I did a good job of character development. The character was so real to her, she cried with her and needed to know that things would be okay in the end. And just so you know, if you're reading any of my books, there will always be a happily ever after. Everything is always going to be perfect in the end. 
and my work is a little steamy and contains one or two love scenes typically toward the end. But for me, romance, true romance, is all about emotion, not sex. And the journey to happily ever after is the essential part. So the next time you see something or hear something that sparks an idea for a story, play that what if and why game. What if this happened instead of that? What if she went here instead of there? You'd be surprised how quickly an idea can become a story. Thanks for listening to A Writer's Life Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and greatly appreciate your feedback and support. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss future episodes and follow Dana on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or visit her website, danawayne.com. Have a great week. See you next episode.